Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Mobile Syrup Syrup Cast, episode number 80. It's a round number there. It is. Yes, it it's is a good number. <laughs> yeah, it's a good number. It's a great number. Welcome back. To my right is Igor. How's it going, sir? How are you? Very well. Oh, my name's Ian Hardy. I do this every week. I skip over myself. <laughs> like the true leader you are. Stay in the background. <laughs> and to the right of Igor is Jessica. Hi, everybody. How you doing? And <laughs> that's the transition to me. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> the, 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 the Patrick sound. I am also here again, Patrick O'Rourke. And we are glad to have you. This week we are going to talk about everything tech, mobile related, and specifically our famed Canadian brothers, as Eager would say, Blackberry. Let's get right into it. Earlier this week, BlackBerry announced very quietly, but then very loudly, its second Android smartphone called the D-Tech 50. Yeah, I imagine, you know, they probably had a bigger announcement plan, but then someone clicked the publish button on their uh, e-commerce store ahead of schedule. So (laughs) it's also like enterprise focused too, right? So in some ways, I feel like they wanted it to be low-key? Well, this started off as a virtual, you had to be invited to their virtual mm-hmm. uh, event, uh, event mm-hmm. uh, which we were, which was great, but they didn't tell us what it was about. Obviously, it was about the phone because John Chen, CEO of BlackBerry, said, you'll be ready to unveil a new smartphone or a new device at the end of July, which was great. So this is what it was. Uh, it was very low-key, but the device itself um which we have in the office, which we're currently reviewing, um, is very much an Android-powered device. They claim it's the most secure Android-powered smartphone on this planet. Who knows what those aliens have? Good point, Igor. So, Patrick, you have had some hands-on time with us. Yeah. What is your thought about the D-Tech? I thought it, I thought it was fine. Um, I mean, my big thing with it is there's other mid-range Android phones out there that have better specs, like the OnePlus 3, for example, that are in within that price range, right? Like, it costs, I think, unlocked $430, I believe. Yep. So, yep. For $429. Although, yeah, I should note that it does come with that little power brick, or I shouldn't say little, it's pretty big power brick accessory. So, I mean, I think if they were selling it just by itself, it'd probably be closer to 350 which is a more reasonable price. Yeah, that's true. But that's Blackberry reasons. Who knows? Yeah. John Chen, fire him. We're CEO. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we don't know that for sure. Um, but yeah, the the other thing I think my other takeaway from it was that it's basically a repurposed One Touch Idol Four, with a Blackberry logo on it and a strange sort of rubberized backing um, that a lot of people like. There's a lot. I like the. I mean, I you know I held it when I did the most of the photography. You obviously did the. Uh, 
infamous slash famous 420 uh, DTEC uh, <laughs> header image. So let's go back to the Idol for it, because yeah. that was released in February of this year. So, yeah. So what month are we in now? July? Yeah. So March, April, May, June, July. So four months old specs, per se, right? Yeah. So so what what specs does the DTEC have? So three gigabytes of RAM, a Snapdragon 617 processor. Um, 16 gigs of storage. 16 gigs of storage with micro SD, where you can up, uh, add two terabytes. Um, I, I guess, I assume it's CAT6 uh, LT compatible, but I could be wrong on that. It uh, does not have a fingerprint sensor. No. 1080p display. It's 5.2 inches. 5.2 inches. Uh, so it is a very kind of snug and compact phone. And that 1080p display, I think it looks really nice on that kind of smaller form factor. It looks very crisp. I don't think there's anything wrong with 1080p. I've never... Really yeah, yeah. And I'm just, you know, just... Yeah, just specking. And for the average user, average enterprise user, they're using it for email and surfing the web, capturing very little pictures. I think it's got like a 12 megapixel camera. 8, uh, eight megapixel? I think it's... Uh, it's in the story. It is a 13 megapixel 13 camera megapixel. with an 8 megapixel front-facing camera. And it has a selfie flash. That was one of the highlights. Yes. So all the enterprise flash. crowd take pictures <laughs> of your meetings. Yeah, you gotta take the photo that like goes beside your Skype. You gotta take you know, you know. So you gotta, you gotta look professional. You gotta take great photos with your mistress. Come on now. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you doing in corporate? If you're not doing that, we come on. Missed now. you on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> gotta bring it down to the mud. Oh boy. Um, and it has quick, quick charge with a 2610 milliamp battery. Battery, so, so like it's a good mid-range device. Right? Uh, I think you know, like I think had it just had the 650 or 653, this would have been easy to recommend. If you're a BlackBerry fan, just go ahead get this phone. Yeah. Um, it's the phone you've been waiting for that should have came out five years ago. Yeah. But are you saying the Storm wasn't the pinnacle of a touchscreen device with its... Was it a resistive touchscreen? I can't remember. Love I think it screen. was. It wasn't a capacitive touchscreen. No, yeah. So it was like a complete nightmare. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but for average, everyday people who are outside of the tech audience, mm -hmm. right, who go to a store and see this phone and they love BlackBerry, is this something that they would purchase? I think they Would might get hung up on the fact that they're like, where's the keyboard? You know, like, because they're so... Um, then, then they would direct them to the Priv. Sure, right? but the Priv is a lot more expensive. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting, you know, like one of the commenters uh, on the story I wrote was like, I can't wait to replace my Blackberry Pearl with it. And the funny thing is, I saw uh, one of my good friends, I uh, was walking home and I saw one of my good friends and... He was saying how his mom still uses a BlackBerry Pearl, and she's like, "Why can't I sync my uh, Fitbit with the Pearl?" No way. And she's like, "Can't I just download Android?" You know, like, well, here's the phone for her. You know, like, it is a BlackBerry device. It has Android, so it has all the apps. You can sync your Fitbit with it uh, if you should so choose. That's um, fascinating. Yeah. So, I think. Patrick, you wanted to say something else about it, yeah? I think it's the phone for BlackBerry Faithful that have been waiting for something to upgrade to, because it's in that right price range. Yeah. But for anybody else, like, I don't... 
I just think there's better devices out there. Yeah, and I think the kind of security story is oversold, right? Like, all Android uh, Marshmallow devices have to have encryption. That's part of the, like... The point of it. Well, not even the point of it. It's like, you can't put Android Marshmallow. Like, Google has its, like, there are certain things you have to... uh, There's a document that says, like, this is how you can access the Google Play Store. And to have Android Marshmallow on your device means you have to uh, enable on-device encryption, right? So, um, and there's also the fact that, you know, like, we've seen stories come out in the past where this kind of, like, this is, BlackBerry says its focus is on security and privacy, but it does these things where it makes you question whether that really is the case, right? Like, so... um, I think that like the DTEC app is interesting. It does like I think it does something that you can do yourself on Android, but it makes it a lot easier, which is you know managing uh, permissions. But I just don't. It's oversold, right? Like um, Android devices. I think these like security is something where it's like the effort you put into it, right? If you don't want your um, conversation snooped, then don't use. BBM or even uh, like Hangouts use Signal, which is the app that uh, Snowden, uh, Edward Snowden recommends because it's fully encrypted. So there are things you can do that don't require buying a phone specifically from BlackBerry to have a secure experience. Yeah, I do think DTEC is somewhat cool, mm-hmm. but like you're saying, I question how useful it really is because it's sort of like I know you can change the permissions, mm-hmm. but it sort of just tells you what's wrong with your phone. <laughs> you can solve them, but you have to keep. You would have to keep checking the app to see. Like every time you install something, you'd have to go in and check the app. Sure, and if you're, you know, if you're, that's you know, if that is what you're concerned about. I think this, you know, this app will do it for you, right? It's it's still a value add, right? You can. What I will say about um, BlackBerry, composed to some other OEMs, at least with their skin, there's like some kind of value add, right? Like it is not just like there is a reason for it. Yeah, it's not like Samsung where it's like, hey, we changed how you switch keyboards just for the just because we could, yeah. right? <laughs> so, well, there's one thing about BlackBerry that has always been a staple within the industry is that governments rely on their security, hundred percent. Right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's with their their, their best products, which at the meeting, they said they're going to potentially bundle uh, Bez 12 with uh, potentially buying a DTEC 50. It's right? sort of it's sort of weird. So, he like alluded to it, but wouldn't confirm yeah. it. it was, so, so there's so, so they're looking for new ways to sell these products or their products as a whole. Because it's enterprise focused, right? So they want to find a way to target enterprise small and medium to, to quote them directly small and medium sized businesses. Because so, no one because no one's buying their devices, right? From so it's like some kind of bundle deal where you buy like this phone on scale and then you get a discount on like best 12 something like that they yeah. said that it would be linked in some way yeah. which was fascinating it's an interesting way to ship phones yeah sure but, yeah but, but the but what they said these two executives that people know us for security and they come to us for security and we're offering them a secure device through DTAC, which is how they're branding Mm-hmm. These these new devices coming up, not just this one, but potentially the next Android coming up as well. And they said DTEC stands for detection, which I can understand. I never thought of it before, but why is it called DTEC? That's if there is another Android phone. Oh, he's, Whoa. He's, no, he said there's going to be another Android phone. Yeah, it's just going to be the same thing, but with a keyboard, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but overall, the phone itself, the design of it, it's competent, um, right? Like, yeah, it's, really it, it's, it's crazy light, lighter than I thought, which makes the quality feel 
less to me. That's how I feel. Right. But but you can say the same thing about the Nexus Five X, right? Like it, it's but also a very light phone. It's a very similar. Series. It's a very similar phone to the Nexus Five X, which is what I, I. And thank you for reminding me. Like, what I was gonna say in terms of the specs, you know, with that processor. Yeah, it'll be like this phone is very responsive initially, but once that Android lag sets in, I think this is. It might drive some longtime BlackBerry users away. I, I haven't used BB10 a lot, but from what I understand, it's a bit more like it kind of keeps together a bit better. You know, like with Android, it, this is like s such a long standing uh, knock against it is that like, it just gets to a point where it's not, really not enjoyable to use anymore and you have to like clean it. And for some people just resetting their phone and downloading all their apps is, is just out of the question. It's not something they want to do. So I think this phone might like, Kind like they'll be like, why did I go from BlackBerry 10 to this, right? Like, well, sure, there are more apps, but I think that's part of the idea behind it too, is to convince people who've been clinging to an older BlackBerry device and mm -hmm. like, hey, Android's okay. Yeah. All those scary things you've heard about it, we've sort of fixed them. Please buy this. That's yeah. And, and it comes with Hub and all that stuff. Yeah. And, BBS. and, and, and there's great that, that there's that button right yeah. on the side if you like a the convenience key. The convenience. That they brought key. that back from the from the past. Yeah, I mean. Whatever they can do to differentiate is a good thing, I think. Yeah. So that's, I, I mean, that's Priv. It's not crazy exciting. Priv. It's not oh, Priv. Excuse <laughs> me. D-Tech. D-Tech. I misspoke. D-Tech 50. D-Tech 50. So the next one's going to be D-Tech And what was, the, uh, what was the, what's the story behind the nomenclature, the 50? So the 50 is a, is a, oh, right, is a, it's a caring heritage matter from its. Heritage matter. From the, the Z30? Yeah, the Canadian Heritage thing. From the Z10, Z30. So that's where they're going. But I don't know why 50, except maybe... Because they see 20 and 40. It's a, it's a, it's a 5.2 inch screen, so they have the 5 from there. Does that mean there's going to be a Canadian Heritage moment someday about BB10? Just like, like, yeah, just yeah. Blackberry. Blackberry. Remember when we had one of the best smartphone companies in the world? <laughs> It was a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Maybe on that old, like, sepia color. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it'll be sepia color, yeah. definitely. So, yeah, so that's uh, that. It's going to be available uh, uh, later this uh, August. It's available pre-order now, four twenty nine. You get a lovely case, I think. Yeah. Which, the case actually looked really nice. The case is very nice. Which the we case. should do a gallery on that. Just on that, with a few words. Just the two, three photos that we have of the case? Yes, content and, hashtag. But but there's there's also a battery charger as well. Is that what comes? Yeah, it comes. With it? it comes with it. Yeah, it comes with a backup battery. It's so like a power brick. Sort of if thing. you're like me and I don't know, I feel like the the Venn diagram that is BB BlackBerry users and people that go to Way Home, which if you don't know is a festival in uh, South Ontario or uh, Central Ontario here uh, music festival. Um, it's a three day camping thing, so you. If you were one of the plebs that didn't have either a burner phone like myself or a power pack, then your phone was, you had to pay $5 to get your phone charged. For real? Yes. You know what you should have done? You should have like bought your own power chargers and just charged people to I, money for them. There you go. Next next <laughs> year. Holy mackerel. I'm going to go down there next year. There you just go. buy like a bunch off eBay, like not very good ones, and then charge like $50 each. Well, you got a uh, you got an underpriced way home, right? Anyway, so <laughs> if you're in the Venn diagram, 
that you want to be phone and you want to go to next year's Way Home Festival, you will have this amazing power brick to charge your phone throughout the three-day extravaganza so that your phone never runs out of battery. Ian, you look awestruck. How many people were charging their phone? So Way Home attracts 40,000 people, uh, and I would say all of them. <laughs> Except for me, who had my OnePlus 3 and my iPhone on me. So I just one got me through, like, a day and a half, and then the other got me through the other day and a half. All the enterprise customers that go to Way Home. Yeah. That's where you make business deals. All right. Interesting. Okay, cool. So Swear it comes with this battery pack, which yeah. is all great and grin, which tells me that the battery won't last very long. Well, it is right? a small battery. It is a small it battery. It's a small battery. It's a small phone with a small SMS. But that's a nice gesture, which probably, uh, they say it's cost about 70 bucks. So it's going to be shipping out to customers. 70, August yeah. 8th. So that's interesting. So we'll see how that does. Yeah. Um, initial thoughts on sales numbers? I think it'll do okay. I think it's going to do better than the proof. Um, Interesting. Yeah. But, but especially I, if they can bundle it. Yeah, especially if they can bundle it. But I don't think it's going to like, it's not going to save their smartphone. It's business. not going to be Pokemon Go. No, That's it's, like, it's not going to be Pokemon Go for sure. But it's, I think it's, I think it's <laughs> which is a high bar to say. I think it's going to sell like reasonably well. You know what? He, bold prediction. They'll outsell Sony, which is, you know, oh, is like well, crawling on. You know from today. It's yeah. not a hard thing to do. So there you go. And it's going to be at the carriers, Rogers Bell, Telus, Wynn, Videotron, Sastel, and others. I mean, they, the, have, they still have those relationships, which is awesome. But only Canadian carriers are selling it. Oh, really? I think because no, they US feel carriers? like obligated at this carriers? point. Oh, no. oh, really? No U.S. carriers got on board. That's why they say we have to find new ways to sell it. Not a single one. I'm surprised. That's sad. Yeah, Not so, even AT&T. No. Wow. Okay. Well, single and people can buy it. I've revised my... So bull prediction then yeah, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> changed my mind yeah so yeah so think about small how small a Canadian market is and no one yeah, else that's a small pool yeah. for the yeah. in so that's why they're saying we have to have a new distribution channel yeah we have to create something new which is very telling it's kind of scary for the company now that I know I don't know I don't know like John Chen's always like we're so close to making it our hardware business profitable again and I don't don't understand I don't see it yeah I feel like he has to keep saying that until they finalize their pivot to a software focused yeah good word yeah, Pivot? using the term terminology. Word. Word, of the like day. A word I'm gonna you're... use it a lot when I talk about the earnings, so get yeah. ready, people. Well, <laughs> pivots like the word in the startup community, mm-hmm. where you have to do something different because the plan that you originally had is failed. Well, which, right? yeah. especially in tech, though, pivoting yeah. is it's like so a incredibly like crucial. And it, yeah, it absolutely means we screwed up, but it also means that we're not keeping up with the audience that we previously attracted, which is right. exactly what BlackBerry failed to do with this phone. Yeah, Patrick hit it on the hit the nail on the head when he said that this phone should have come out five years ago. And they, they failed should have to also pivot. released an MVP, <laughs> had more synergy, and 10x something. Everything that was wrong with BlackBerry. That book's already been written. Should open a BBM. That's a whole new story. Yeah. Because all the chat bots and bots and bots and bots have taken well, over. Well, I mean, bots and bots and bots and bots. okay, before we well, get Facebook is betting on that. <laughs> off topic anymore. I mean, Ted Livingston, he's going to be a billionaire at some point. Because he was at Blackberry. Blackberry and just took the idea That's and right. made it multi-platform, you know, so. Speaking about bots, Microsoft. Whoa. They have laid what off. What a segue. What a segue. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm proud of that one. They have laid off another uh, 1,850 employees. 
throughout the course of this year. 2850. Well, wasn't right. that yeah. the number right. this week? Yeah. It's, it was like 4,000. I'm trying to be optimistic. Yeah. Uh, 2850 compared to like 8,000 plus they laid off. Yeah, it's supposed a year to be. Ago. I think it was. When May they announced another set. 4,700 or something. Yeah, like that? which is the entire st- staff of, of Nokia, Nokia. <laughs> that they acquired. And it's mostly from their mobile division, right? Yeah. It's, I think, exclusively from. Unless there's like. Not surprising. Bob on the Windows 10 division who just wasn't cutting it. <laughs> I think Satya like singled in him out. He's looking at him. Yeah. Like Bob. Bob, get out of here. I don't want to see your face. So that's, so that's unfortunate. Does that mean that I'm not going to get that Surface phone? That I, Whoa. The Surface phone is probably still expected to come out. Yeah. They're like, Panos Panay, it Do is you, all you. You remember that leak, right? Like, it yeah. looked kind of neat. To, it, to a certain extent, it, it looked like a small surface with like literally like they shrunk it. Yeah, they shrunk with, it. With it, shrink ray. it looked like it took the idea a bit too literally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it looked awesome. I mean, I don't know what else is there to say at this point. Microsoft, like I think, Bomber, you know, and Mr. Canadian spy Stephen Elop, uh, sent to sabotage <laughs> Nokia. Uh, yeah, they probably don't like us a lot in the nation of uh, Finland. Maybe uh, not. No. Because of Stephen Elop. Because uh, of him? Yeah. Cause so, of him. so when he goes visits there, people just shun. I, I don't think he can go back into they the country. They at him? But as a Canadian, I'm almost like... I met a really nice Finn at, of all places, Microsoft's Build Conference. And he was cool with me being Canadian. But I don't know if his countrymen, like, you know, would be cool with me being Canadian just because of Stephen Elop. But was it him? Or was it... Oh, no, it was all him. I think it was a well, combination of Balmer and him. Right? Give us a little bit of background on it for people that don't. Right, so you know Nokia. I I can't remember what year this was, but they were searching for two thousand fourteen. Fourteen when they that was when they sold their uh, mobile division to Microsoft, right? Yeah. Um, but you know there was a part uh, earlier in its history they were looking f- uh, for a new CEO. And it, even at the time, it was really viewed at a, as a weird decision because Stephen yeah. Elop was kind of just like an he, unknown kind of dude. He was department. like, who was this dude? And he was a guy. I don't think he was the guy. Um, and but he he kind of just come from like middle management, right? And like this was already at the point where the market was kind of it was Apple and Google, right? Like those were the two that uh, it was going towards. Um, so it was like a reactionary move to, you know, pick this guy. Um, and then he made the weird decision of, we're going to put all our chips into Windows phone instead of like, Hey, like we have this great history, like the Lumia phones that came out, I think no one is going to argue with you that they weren't like really good phones for what they were. Like they had, uh, I have a buddy who still has a 750, I believe I could be wrong. Um, and that ca- that phone has a camera that is just as good as some of the phones that is coming out today, right? That was uh, the one with the huge camera. The huge right? camera on the back, right? That was it, a nice phone. I used to have one. Yeah, and but of course, he always complains like, "Hey, like I can't use Snapchat. I can't use like all the apps, right? Because um, or he has to like kind of sideload them or use yeah. like these third party ones. Um, so like the phones themselves were." 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Fantastic. So just imagine that phone had had Android. It would have been one of the best Android phones to come out that year, right? And but for whatever reason, probably because he was a spy from <laughs> probably shouldn't say that. But you know, for whatever reason, uh, Stephen Elop, quite wrongly, we can see, decided that you know Windows Phone was the future of Nokia. That led to the sale of Nokia's phone division. Uh, Nokia obviously is a multifaceted company. It has a networking element. It used to have a mapping element, which is sold to a combination of three um, German automakers. And sold they sold their uh, phone division to Microsoft. And that was kind of the last big decision of the bomber area, the bomber era, excuse me. And Satya Nadella, who subsequently became uh, Microsoft CEO, has kind of spent, since the start of his tenure, breaking apart that, you know, or putting as much as you can, rewinding the clock on it, obviously it comes with a huge uh, monetary cost, right? In that they have to write down all of it, you know, and have to get rid of all these poise. Um, I mean, I decided to include this uh, story in our show notes just because, you know, what Finland is going through now, and specifically, uh, I believe it's also is where, uh, is like Nokia town, is very similar to what Waterloo was going through, right? So like, as much as... You know, those Finns might be wary of Canadians because of Stephen Elop. They're like, we, we know what you guys are going through, and we know what they're going through. So are you blaming John Chen? Yes. <laughs> or, 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 yeah. or should you blame Thorsten Thor, Thor, Hines? Uh, you know what? Catch up every time I hear his name. Yeah. It makes me think of the, uh, the Gilkins Island guy. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. I'll, I will never forget the day when Alicia Keys became... Blackberry, the Blackberry uh, culture ambassador, but sent her that tweet via iPhone. That was the best day. That was the best day. So, uh, that's Microsoft. But Microsoft, to its um, to its benefit, is really producing great results. For sure, overall, yeah. Overall, and more innovative than Apple is other right companies now. within the industry. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. I was talking to a friend about this, and it's kind of interesting. These tech goes in cycles, right? Like you yeah. remember, uh, so it is almost exactly ten years ago. The iPhone came out the same year that Windows uh, Vista came out, I believe. Um, and it's interesting. Like there was Microsoft was like, ah, mobile, whatever. Like the future is still desktop computing, yeah, yeah, right? Like, and now like they're the ones like, hey, like want to check out the Surface uh, Pro? It's like a cool two in one, right? Like it makes the tablet format make sense. Um, and Apple here is like, we're looking the iPhone, the uh, iPhone seven might actually be called the iPhone six SE, which For real? that that was like one rumor I was reading, and I was like, what? Like uh, they, they want to kind of skip a year, right, for the ten year anniversary, and which then- makes no sense because they are. As Jess will tell you right now, not bleeding money, but things are not looking as rosy as they once were. So, Jess, do you want to? 
jump in? I would love to jump in. Yeah. Um, so as I'm sure many of you know, this week several companies dropped their earnings reports, whether that be for their second or third fiscal quarter. The first one to drop this week was Apple, mm-hmm. and everybody knows how quote-unquote disastrous Apple's yeah. um, second fiscal quarter was this year because they had seen their first real financial contraction since 2003. And I think that the drop in revenue year over year was ridiculous. So everybody was waiting with bated breath for these uh, quarterly results to see whether or not they were able to pull themselves together. And in fact, what happened was their revenue fell between 41 billion and 43 billion, which is right where they forecasted it would be. So everybody's extremely relieved, but they were definitely hoping for maybe a surprise, maybe for the company to come out on top. But um, it's become obvious that interest in iPhones specifically are slowing down. And I'm going to jump back to companies being able to pivot on changing trends. And it definitely seems as if Apple is having a hard time pivoting away from iPhone as its primary device. It's it's like 68% or 70% of their revenues derived from the iPhone, right? Something along those lines, right? What was the decrease in iPhone sales, do you know? Um, I think it was like 10 million. It was like, you know, yeah. in, in terms of percent, I think it was like 16% or something. Yeah. It was pretty significant. And From overall, the last quarter. Yeah, yeah, and overall revenue decreased 14%. Yeah, pretty so good. it was very significant, and iPhones definitely seen the most significant decreases. But yeah. they did throw in some uh, consolation prizes, how the App Store is doing extremely well, and their tablets are actually doing very well, despite what people think. Well, I mean for tablet yeah, sales, yeah. And considering other company's tablet sales so maybe they'll be able to pull themselves out of this slump per se i thought it was kind of interesting that they released those earnings which were like fine they weren't stellar or anything yeah and then like two days later they're they're like but wait we sold a billion phones in only nine years please forget about those not that great earnings (laughs) but uh, but their stock increased dramatically interested in stocks their stock increased and it should be known that they sold 40.3 million it's very telling, actually. Yeah. Which in this market, when there's a complete saturation across the board, is a ton of phones. Yeah. It definitely what, shows I that mean, shareholders are confident. And Apple still has more money than God, right? Like, <laughs> you know, they still made money yeah. hand over fist, right? You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. The interesting thing is that despite the fact that everybody was so concerned about mm. these earnings of every company that released their earnings this week, Apple by far made by the most. Far made the most. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and I think there's two things to say about this. Obviously, you know, like, the run had to end at some point, right? Like, Apple wasn't going to be the biggest company forever. Um, the other thing is, don't always, like, investors, you know, the wisdom of the free market isn't always so wise. Someone I mean, just... Thinking about Pokemon. Yeah, Go. just like, you know, like, <laughs> these investors, they, like, the market cap of Nintendo doubled when Pokemon Go like within a week of Pokemon Go coming even Nintendo's game. and they're like oh gosh you know Nintendo didn't actually make this game and they don't even own majority rights to this you can imagine how many like junior stock traders got like reamed out for that reamed out or <laughs> fired for that right like yeah. so I don't know investors investors what do they know some of them got crazy wealthy. Well, yeah. I mean, we can all rest assured that hope is not lost. Like, this is not an indication of any... Real yeah, and they probably have, you know, Apple Car coming 
Yeah, they hired a BlackBerry guy, right? Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah, they just hired a BlackBerry guy, Dan Dodge, who left the company in December. Apparently, joined Apple in January and has been keeping it very quiet up to this point. So while I previously stated that oh, it's too far apart, they probably he wasn't he probably wasn't planning on moving to Apple when he left BlackBerry. I'm really starting to retract that statement because he was just hanging out. Yeah, he got out of Dodge. He's just nailed it. Um, Silence. So, <laughs> how do you follow up a joke like that? Yeah. You, you don't follow it up by talking over. about alphabet earnings. So. Anyway. <laughs> um, well, alphabet earnings, despite the fact that they actually did make less than Apple, were touted as being extremely positive. Yeah. And I believe the exact numbers, I've got all the earnings open on my laptop right now, were. $21.5 billion at $842 per earnings per share, which is pretty awesome. And it also, the majority of that also came from their mobile ad revenue share, which, which definitely increased. demonstrates yeah. their ability to quote-unquote pivot mm-hmm. into the direction of a mobile economy. So they're definitely uh, raking in the cash regarding their ad revenue. It's totally going to be the name of this podcast, something related to Pivot. Yeah. <laughs> Pivot this. Raking in the cash. Yeah. yeah. What I like to look at with Alphabet's earnings actually is the other bets section of things because yeah. regardless of the fact that they're still running on almost a $900 million loss, their profits in that, their uh, revenues in that section did more than double to, I believe, $185 oh, wow. million. What are the other bets? Um, they didn't name everything, but the most prominent drivers of revenue in that section are Nest, obviously, Fiber, and Verily, I believe, which is what they What about refer- Boston Dynamics, the company that's going to murder us all with hey. their robots? Did, I think they just invested in Boston Dynamics. Yeah. No, they all, it's they part of Google Ads. Oh, it is? It is? So I guess it wouldn't be under, under other bets. Other bets, yeah. yeah. I thought it was more like Niantic, where they just gave them a ton of money and were like, here, go be your own here. company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, it definitely, they didn't, I don't have a full list of all the companies under other bets, but despite the fact that the vast majority of their earnings still comes from Google and Google search, which is to be expected, the restructuring shows that their investments and their subsidiaries, while they're still extremely small and most of them are still pre-revenue, yeah. definitely have the potential to yeah, grow I think, into their own empires. I think that's what's interesting about Google and kind of has been for the past couple of years is mm-hmm. they've just been willing to do these kind of offbeat stuff and take risks, right? Um, which is mm-hmm. what you want a tech company to be doing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like having balloons in, balloons in the sky for the internet. That's more of a Facebook initiative, isn't it? I think Google's doing no, Google it. Yeah, yeah, they 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 Facebook has the planes. Facebook has the plane. Planes. Google has the undersea. They stepped up. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. hard to keep the planes and the balloons. I know. <laughs> balloons I mean, they're both yeah, forms definitely. of air transportation. Speaking of balloons, did you see Bill Clinton at the convention yes. last yes, night? Yes, I did. All the balloons that. drops? <laughs> I didn't and see he's it. on stage going, popping balloons. Like, Which was awesome. Former president of the United Also, picture of Donald Trump came out where it's like the first recorded picture of him using a computer and he's like pecking at it. No way. Is that the person? Forget about everything else, all his other policies. Is that a person you want no. to be the next commander in chief? I used to have respect for Donald Trump, mainly from an entrepreneurship perspective. Like when he came out or his ghostwriter came out with the art of the deal, like in the 80s, late, late 80s, early 90s. I that's, have an interesting that's right. on that when you're done. <laughs> uh, I read it cover to cover. It's probably one of the only books I've ever read. 
That's promising. Uh, yeah, that's... Uh, hey, I'm just, I'm just being truthful. I went to the U.S. not long ago. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that book is everywhere. All of course over, it In is. every airport. It's all over the place. It's a bestseller. <laughs> but it's outdated now. Yeah. Because he doesn't know how to use a computer. You want to know what I did read, though? I read an article in The New Yorker from the ghostwriter that helped him write The Art of the Deal saying, do not vote for this man. Wow. <laughs> up civilization. Yeah, yeah. I read that, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was... That was better than the book. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, it is. But that, unfortunately, probably helped spike sales of the book. Probably. Yeah. I almost bought it. <laughs> For real? Almost. I didn't buy it. For anyway. research purposes. For, For research, yeah, purposes research purposes only. Purposes. Well, how do we transition this conversation? <laughs> I say we uh, continue. We continue. Sure. What do you want to What do you want to riff What's about? Next? What's next on the earnings scale? Sure. Well, Facebook knocked it out of the park. As I'm sure many of us know, Facebook pulled in approximately um, 6.4 billion in total revenue, and the major the lion's share of that came from mobile ad revenue as mm -hmm. well, which has been growing ridiculously. And mm -hmm. again, another example of a company that's able to turn their ad business into a mobile ad business. And as they said on the earnings call, mobile is not no longer something that's nice to do. It's something that everybody has to do. Yep. So. There really wasn't much to say about that except for the fact that they're doing extremely, extremely well and that they now have over 1.71 billion monthly active users, I believe it was. Yeah, just when you think everyone in the world has Facebook, apparently there's people who don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, a seventh of the bots. world has Facebook. Bots probably which have Facebook. Yeah. They probably do. I talked to a Frank and Hope bot yesterday. Did you? It was it was way better than talking to someone on the phone to get something done. Mm -hmm. So bots, bots are, are the future. future. Bots are the future. Mm. Um, so, but let's. I mean, tr uh, contrast that to the dumpster fire that was Twitter. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, so Twitter, yeah. Still not making money. <laughs> and not really. So anyway. like, <laughs> I, what I do want to talk about is like, where does everyone see like this company going? Like, you know, we have a good relationship with Twitter. They often invite us to go check out their Canadian office. And, it, you know, you see, it's interesting. If you've ever been to that office, it is a beautiful office, but it is vacant, vacant, right? And it has been for the, you know, they're always saying we're... The Canadian office. Canadian office. I don't, I've never been to the San Francisco office in Market Street. Yeah. It's right near uh, Tom Emmerich's office. Oh, there you go. There you Friend go. of cool. the pod. I feel like one of the big problems with Twitter is that despite the fact that their revenue may grow as a result of their different ad partnerships, um, their user base is entirely flatlined. They have, I believe, 13, uh, 313 million yeah, monthly active actives. users at the moment, and I think that went up 1%. Less than Pokemon Go at this point. <laughs> but Twitter's been around since 2005. It's also very good, right? So that's also... Whereas Pokemon Go has been around for a month. <laughs> oh, yeah. I always feel like Twitter is like a great platform. I really like it. But I always feel like it's trying to become something that it's, it's not. And maybe it's expanded beyond scope, yeah. Beyond its scope yeah. of what it should yeah. be. I yeah, like it's starting to stream both live sports and esports and it's like Which is cool, but like uh, why? And why? And despite the fact that everybody complains about the one hundred and forty character limit, I think that that is what Twitter is intrinsic yeah. to, to be. its value. Like yeah. once you remove that, what's to stop people from publishing um, two hundred word, three hundred word stories on there where mm -hmm. it, that's just not what people use Twitter for. And then 
furthermore, what separates Twitter from all the other social media platforms? Absolutely. Nothing. It's just Facebook with a... It's just Facebook then to me. Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't even have a chronological timeline anymore unless you set it. Right exactly. now it's most relevant. It's Facebook without a friend's system. Yeah. yeah. I think one of the biggest things also is that anybody that is just joining these social networking platforms, I don't think Twitter is a must-have anymore. I think that if you're a 13-year-old... Was it ever a must-have? Like, I, I feel think like at some point in it's time... It's a must-have for me. It was for, a must-have for me when I was in high for school, you, definitely. For us, certainly, but... I mean, not for if, everyone. If I, you talk to people like outside of the sphere, like friends that I have in Brampton, or like my parents, or, or whatever, like people know what Twitter is, but they don't see the point in having it. Yeah, a like lot we of use it because for, it's confusing. Because it's confusing, but we also use it for a very specific purpose, right? Like we work in media, Sourcing, right? yeah. we we need mm-hmm. stories, we like to That's talk right. to people. It's a way to promote ourselves and our work and mobile syrup. Right. A regular yeah, person, like if if I didn't work in this industry, I don't know what, what I would I use would Twitter for. Today. Maybe to get news. But then I would prefer an RSS feed over Twitter. But so I, I mean, the thing that Jack Dorsey always talks about is like, Twitter is the news in real time as opposed to yeah, like. That's true. You know, and you can kind of get it from the sources as opposed to getting like you can get spin from it too, right? But yeah. like, it's not like CNN when they're like, you know, that's true. Kind of foisting yeah. their worldview upon you, right? Like you yeah, can just absolutely. you can see. You know, when, like, if you just want to see, like, what's happening, what was happening in Turkey, right? Like, you just hashtag Turkey and you see what actual Turks are saying about the whole thing. I think you're absolutely right. I think that the issue, though, is that we care about the news. Yeah. We care very deeply about the news in the sense that I have TweetDeck open pretty much 24-7 to find stories. Yeah. I mean, even when I'm not posting anything, I'm using it, and I'm using it to find things to write so, about. But I don't see, like, I really don't know what I would, I, you're right, I don't know what I would use it for I if think, I wasn't a journalist. I think Facebook, I think where people are going, like Twitter and Facebook, <laughs> it's going to be, both are, good, both are a media play. The future of both platforms is TV. You can see Twitter going down that route now with all their arrangements, which are well, video. heavily yeah. Well, stream, stream, streaming, 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 streaming TV, streaming. right? Yeah. Okay. So they're streaming NBA, sports, the the politics, all 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 that stuff. Facebook is doing the same with Facebook Live, but eventually, I think Facebook Live and whatever product they come out with will be the future of TV. TV as we know it now will be vastly different in a year or two years and everything will go on these social channels in some capacity. That's how I think it'll end up being. It's interesting. Yeah, interesting forecast. Especially Facebook, for sure. Well, they're definitely putting a lot of their cards into live streaming and video. And Twitter is too, as we can see with some of, even with some of their acquisitions in the past little while, it's become very obvious. Well, Facebook's pushing Facebook Live a lot. We're even using Facebook Live and we've seen a lot of success with it. So there's, it's obviously getting traction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. There you have it. That's it. Shoutouts? Um, I guess shoutouts to way home yeah it was I felt like I was ripped off in certain sense paying <laughs> tell me know, more telling paying like <laughs> oh like the water was free thankfully but that was did the they only. charge you for everything is that the more nickel, or less the nickel and dime you for all yeah they nickel and dime you for a lot of things but it was a very well organized festival the only critique I would say is 
they learned a bunch of stuff yesterday last year but they decided to only implement it on the second day of the festival so they're like oh man there's like people lining up for 45 minutes to get water and they're like maybe we should have more water stations um and it was like 35 degrees sweltering and you're just like i am melting i'm probably gonna pass out from dehydration oh, it was really hot that weekend it was really hot that weekend uh yeah the arcade fire amazing show there you go um, I would like to throw my shout out at the only company who released their earnings this week that we didn't actually send a shout out to, who actually did very well. Congratulations to Amazon for absolutely destroying we don't like their Jeff earnings Bezos here. this week. I can't congratulate Amazon. They won't release their products in Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe obviously it's not I do love Amazon Prime. Much. <laughs> Prime is good though. Yeah. Prime is good. Prime is great. And Prime is available in Canada, unlike the Echo. Thing. I order diapers at 3.30 in the morning. Really? And they come. Because you can't sleep anymore. But you want them, obviously, to bring that button that just lets you press it. And, and I can't order. tell. I can't schedule how much time she... Like, I have a daughter. <laughs> this is so way off topic. I have a daughter. She's, shout out she's two. But shout out to she's Adrian. growing. <laughs> so she's on diaper size four. I don't know how much she goes to the washroom, so I can't like schedule them all the time. <laughs> Right? You gotta have like multiple buttons then for like as she gets older, different sizes, size four. You know what the solution five. to this is? Take her out of diapers. Don't have kids. Ouch. My shout out goes to Toronto developer Drinkbox Studios that just released Ooh. Severed for iOS. It was a really good game um, for the PlayStation Vita that came out a couple months ago, I think. Igor finished it. He told me this morning that he platinumed it. Yes, I did. Which means he got all of the goals and all of the oh, trophies. All the trophies, the yeah. I played it a bit. I thought it was awesome. Didn't have time to finish it. Was waiting for the mobile version. The mobile version's here. Uh, we're, we're doing it as our game of the week this week for Mobile Surf. It's a, it's a great game. Translated great to mobile. It's a little mm-hmm. expensive, but I would say it's definitely worth the price of admission. And if you're one of those people that complains that uh, mobile games are always free to play and there's never any good mobile games... Speak with your wallet and buy this game. Because Support Canadian. Sound like uh, Chelsea Clinton on stage. Everyone go to HillaryClinton.com and vote. That's always my goal. Donate. Yeah. Speak with your wallet. Gotta get more donations. So yeah, awesome. that's my shout out. Great. Uh, I'll shout out to. Uh, I usually do the Tim Hortons shout out. Whoa. Obsessed, but this today. week <laughs> I'm shouting out to everyone on the Mobile Save team. Uh, Igor, Patrick, Jessica, Rose, Zach. Uh, it's been an, the best month of Mobile Syrup ever. And uh, and it was awesome. So thank you everyone for your great work. And thank you to everyone listening. And clicking. At any, any time. Ever. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. This was Syrupcast, episode number 80. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.